1: What is up? Welcome to Bleach Boys number fourteen. We're moving into a filler arc. Yay. Spoiler alert! It's the they titled it "New Captain Shusuke Amagai" arc. So, is what the
2: arc is called. Ooh. Yeah. Should we just start playing like a board game real quick while you <laughs> go through this? <laughs> Seriously. Or?
1: So, um, and it is the I one with the girl and the the uh. two the two guards in it. Okay, but so I will say, one of the guards was really been, funny. Yeah, it has yeah. not been as bad as I remember. So maybe just now that I'm watching it all in one go, it's not as bad as I having to watch it like week to week. So I can't vividly remember,
2: but I've checked out. I don't remember this at all. Yeah, and I feel like I only watched the Okiro. It fight doesn't I affect
1: anything. This whole arc, you do get to learn a little bit more about like noble families and stuff, but very, very little. Oh, like they do a very good job of just skirting around stuff. Yeah, hey, the
3: Kuchiki families over here. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. yes, almost identical. So just to start it off, we get a new theme song, which oh. is good. Um, It features the, the fill of characters from the show. So I imagine it's only going to stick around for these like 15 episodes and it's going to bounce. Wow. Uh, it's only 15 episodes? I think it's like 15, 16, something like that. Okay. So it's not, not terrible, super bad. Yeah. Uh, but the episode starts with like the narrator like, hey, no, we were in the middle of the Eisen arc. But it's like, Let me tell you I like that That's disrespectful That's kind of funny He's And they had to say <laughs> Eisen arc Because it's like Remember so how we he gave says That main character That story um, He says The story with Eisen Is still ongoing But for now Let's turn our attention To the Soul Society Where a new storyline unfolds The curtain is going to rise On a battle Unlike anything Our heroes have ever seen before That's what his intro is Before we start The actual it, filler arc They
3: could have done A filler arc with like I don't know, Biakia and everybody else kind of doing their own thing before they go to Waco I think Mundo? so as
1: well, which I think it's weird that like we go back and we bring Ichigo and everybody back as yeah. well Wait, because they could have easily have done like, here's what was going on while everybody's doing this because yeah. the captains aren't there they're not doing anything yeah, and the captains aren't
3: boring i mean they could have picked everyone's favorite hits a guy and then yeah. just played around him
1: yeah which i don't get at all but
2: whatever so wait th- so this is a different time zone like yeah we, almost like a different timeline like, it zone. will
1: never be referenced again none of the characters will ever show up again like it's I, just not gonna happen
2: that's so weird
1: yeah it's very weird but so we see Matsumoto. That's how it starts off. Okay, I'm already. In. <laughs> He's in, <laughs> and uh, she is excited that they're making a new Squad Three captain, which is Gein Ichimaru's squad. Isn't, wait, she but
2: she loved gin
1: Yeah, yeah, but, but I she's mean, still excited that they're, like, they're, they're, they're bringing in a new blood. Yeah, it's it's, like, it's oh. like when you got a new coworker. She's kind of just like, oh, did you hear they're bringing in like new Squad Three? I would have been so fucking melancholy. She is like, it must be Izuru. But uh, you know, when did he master Bankai? Like that's weird. Izuru was the next captain. And so then we go to a captain's meeting because that's how all of the Soul Society things ever happen. And uh, Captain Commander, I believe his actual name is Head Captain Yamamoto. I don't know. Is Captain Commander the the Japanese name? Why do we call him Captain Commander? Is that the Japanese? What do they call him in English? It's the Head Captain. It's just Head Captain Yamamoto. Huh. Yeah, we've yeah, always called him Captain, Captain, Captain Commander. Commander. I so think I wonder if that's like a fan sub thing that we've just taken through the ages. Weird.
3: Yeah, because I think everything we watched pretty much later on was well, a Well, everything dub. we
1: read in particular was like from fans. So that we yeah, so read this yes. way before Shonen Jump. So it was .com Captain was Commander and thing. we just kept
3: it.
2: Well, because I was thinking like they have Sh- Soul Reaper, which doesn't translate to Shinigami. Yeah. Uh, okay. What's his
3: What's real name? Genryu?
1: Genryusai Gen- 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 Yamamoto. Yama-Moto. Yeah. yeah. So, he's explaining that an expedition unit has just returned from a long-term assignment and had zero casualties. Oh,
2: wow. Good for them. And
1: he says, due to the missing captains, uh, two captains in Yamamoto summoned the expedition leader and tested his ability to fill one of the three positions currently available. Then we meet the new squad, uh, the, the captain of squad three, Shusuke Amagai, as the title of the arc already oh. revealed. And he dual wields Zanpak Toes. He's got two Zanpak Toes on uh, his way. So he's got twins. I've heard Just like really Kiraku and Okitaka. Yeah, yeah. So Kiraku is actually the first one to notice. He's like, oh, interesting. Okay. A friend. Um, <laughs> nice. We see Wolf Captain Guy. Uh, he's Asking Chill Captain Guy who, uh, who else oversaw his examination. Because it's weird that this is happening so fast. And. No one knows. Chill Captain says, beats me, and then everybody leaves.
2: Oh, that's solid.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right for him. After the meeting, the Captain Commander explains that in any world, an empty leader's seat only invites discord and negative opportunities. When evil tries to expand its influence, such squads are most vulnerable and provides the easiest entry point to mount an attack. So that's kind of why he rushed this thing through. We see the introduction of Shusuke Amagai to the members of Squad 3 he meets Izuru and then introduces another man so he is Shusuke Amagai has brought a friend his name is Makoto Kabune I don't okay. even remember that guy you don't fucking need yeah. to. he'll also be joining the squad and he was part of Amagai's Expeditionary Patrol Unit, and where will now they, be the new third seat. What were they expediting? Where we don't know yet. Okay. So uh, it's something to Exploring do with like guess. Uh, suppressing hollows, I believe, is what they said. Okay.
2: Wait. So third seat just got yeeted into fourth seat by this guy. He's well, like, I, I don't brought Izuru was he so he is, he's he's vice he is. captain. is. Okay. yeah. So, but there's a third seat that just got
1: dicked on. Him. I'm not so sure if there was ever a third seat mentioned. So I maybe they're just assuming like, hey, there's not. I think a third the, seat. I, I there think there was only, a rank system. Like you always. I think the only squad
3: that does that it's eleven, right? Because it's
1: Kampachi, Yachi. Yeah, they're really the only third seat that we ever know Is about. Is she the
2: lieutenant? Yeah, yeah, she's the lieutenant. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Fucking badass. They're the only one that we ever – so I think they just assume like, hey, they don't have one. Here you go. Wow. Um, all of the Squad 3 members kind of like don't respect the new captain and think he looks kind of weak.
3: Oh, they're going to start hazing him. <laughs> they're going to start fucking
1: throwing like – you remember middle school throwing uh, the little uh, wads of paper? Yeah, yeah. So Amagai, the new captain, tries to win everybody over by saying, my primary goal as captain is to protect my men no matter what. That's what being a captain is all about, which doesn't really win anybody over. Uh, Sinister music starts playing in the background (laughs) at one (laughs) point. No sinister music, so he's just giving his speech. Izuru uh, later on is explaining to uh, Matsumoto what happened and about how his squad's bad attitude and how this new captain drama kind of puts him right in the middle of both parties because he's the vice captain and he's also like, you know, he was – Basically, the captain to the squad while Gin well, was gone. yeah. Got you. Um, Matsumoto convinces Izuru to throw a welcome party with the whole squad and a bunch of sake, of course, because of that's course, Matsumoto. Matsumoto's, Matsumoto's thing. Yep. You just like drunk ladies. At the party, the new captain, Amagai, gets peer pressure by Izuru to drink some sake and make a toast to kind of uh, break the ice and welcome everybody in. Even after trying to politely turn it down multiple times, Amagai eventually gives in and uh, drinks the sake, does his toast, and immediately falls backwards and is completely drunk and passes out. Nice. Everyone gathers around and asks if they should just start cleaning up then at that point. But the third seat, which is is Kabune, says, well, instead, let's use this as an opportunity to meet everybody. And then he says he would like to put names to faces as soon as possible. We see him going around, writing down notes, kind of talking to everybody, meeting the whole crew. So he's in Nishita. A little bit, yeah. And then, like, you know, as with any nice day in society, a wild hell butterfly just appears out of nowhere. Oh. And they explain that minnows have appeared in the precipice world at area 0035. The precipice world is the tunnel that goes oh, from okay. the, oh, the Dongai. Tunnel. they have just made a new place. No. Yeah, uh, the Dongai. And Dungai, they're heading yeah. directly towards the Soul Society. Our censors report 13 of them at the present time, and these are like the large menows. We see uh, kind of multiple different reactions to this news, kind of like, is that right? Uh, how can so many make it through our defenses? Uh, Hitsugai says impossible, kind of like oh. implying that maybe it's some kind of foul play going on. Captain Commander sends the squad three, the mobilize, of course, because that's who we're focusing on. And to exterminate all of the Menos in the Precipice world. The third seat says that they have no choice but to mobilize now, even though their captain is drunk off of his ass and knocked out. Um, Kabune says he'll ask them to shut down the restrictive current, and you, Izuru, must take command. We see Komamaru now. and We cut away to them. They're kind of standing up at a grave, which I think is related to Tozin's backstory, but I can't remember. And he's saying that the Sarate may be moving towards change. Someone from one of the expedition units has suddenly become a captain, and that has never happened until now. We see his uh, cool vice-captain guy. He agrees, and he says that's why that he's interested in finding the names of the other two captains who examined Captain Amagai and gave their blessing. Moving on to Squad 3 again. They now go into the precipice world, and they're doing a pretty good job killing the Menos. Nice. If you remember, Menos are supposed to be pretty badass, but not so much. They get down to about eight remaining when an alarm begins to sound in the R&D department now, because we're cutting back and forth. Oh, Jesus Christ. The restrictive current has been released, and nobody knows mm-hmm. why. And uh, basically, that means the restrictive current cleaners, which is the giant like vacuum thing that chased yeah. them when they first ended the first time, they're now bearing down and beginning to clean out that whole thing, and they're coming right towards Squad 3.
2: Why can not they just let – oh, so that stopped. Yeah, yeah, and so they were going. So they stopped
1: to it, like, oh, we'll just send Squad Three in to exterminate them really quick, and then it's like, wait a second, it's now back on, and now this fucking thing is gonna erase everything that's in there.
2: So, uh, just color me this question: Why didn't they just turn it back on and let it erase?
3: That's a great the menos? question
1: because the next thing you see is the vacuum just absolutely mowing down Menos, so just so like so. This thing is stronger than
3: a cat. It just like,
1: wah, wah, well, it just, just like, doesn't this, stop. Yeah, it's fucking doing a hit and run, like fucking just <laughs> sucking up <laughs> Menos,
3: just. Knocking them
1: out, like seriously, it literally runs up one, o- over one of them and just like, Yep, yeah, it's going. So it keeps kind of getting closer and closer. I don't, it doesn't make sense. The, it doesn't make sense why they want to do that. I'm really
2: doubting the, I, like, as a citizen, I yeah. would be really doubting their system. It
1: does seem like it'd be much more efficient, like, Oh, they're in the precipice. Oh, just turn on the fucking cleaner. Mm. Like, That's what it's there for. It's yeah. a garbage disposal. <laughs> yeah. Come on. So it's getting closer to squad three. Oh, my God, it's about to hit them. They won't make it. And then they hear someone say coming through, and someone jumps over them, and it's Captain Amagai. Surprise. He tells everybody to stay back and says, I thought it made it clear earlier today. As long as I'm your captain, I'll protect you. Was he so drunk? And Amagai screams, holds out his one sword, and uh, clashes with the vacuum thing, and it just fucking dissolves. He breaks the fucking vacuum. He pulled an (laughs) aizen? Straight up. (laughs) So he turns around and asks Makoto if he, which is Kabune, uh if he's sure that he requested a shutdown of the restrictive current the department of research and development wouldn't make such a mistake like this and once they get home they'll be sure to investigate and then he asks if anybody got hurt congratulates izuru on a job well done of keeping everybody together and claps on the ground because he's still drunk
2: of
3: course head
1: so that's the end of episode 1. That's our first to Captain Amagai. We now move from that. We don't see him for a few episodes cuz oh. we go to the Ichigo gang. So we know he's a lightweight. Do. Yeah, super lightweight and they they bring but, that up a couple times.
3: But can Aizen the shit out of the
1: fucking cleaner? Yeah. Aizen literally broke it. Yeah, so I don't know if they r- really realize is like, "Oh, that means you're fucking real strong or what?" Yeah. But he just and Menos fully it. are weaker now. Yeah, they but I feel like that is a running theme even going forward like in mainstream yeah, Bleach. Yeah, just everything. Like after Ichigo fucking deflected the Sero like yeah. very early on, it was like, "All right, Menos don't care anymore. Yeah. Who cares?" Yeah. yeah, it's like they've pumped him up. Who they're cares? like, "If he could do it, we yeah. can do it." Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we see um, three—I would describe them as uh, stupid, dumb filler characters—exit out of this gate uh, from the Soul Society into a field, and one of them, because we don't know their names yet, says they're early. The sun hasn't risen yet, and it's a, a strong-looking bald man. Looks kind of like me. And then we see a uh, generic-looking anime character, you know, like the hair, the nice-looking guy. And they're pulling a carriage with a young girl who has her face hidden by a weird, uh, I think they call it a veil, but it's like a circular hat with a bunch of, uh, like, pieces of paper all around it so you can't see her face. Oh, she's probably hot. (laughs) She's a little girl.
2: That I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) Got it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They set her down, and she immediately says, I'm hungry. And then we see Ichigo's dad uh, is outside of Ichigo's windows. He's waking up in the morning, and he's getting a delivery dropped off, and it turns out he had a fucking trampoline delivered just uh-huh. so he could jump up into Ichigo's window and wake him up in the morning. I love him. Ichin's the best. So at breakfast, they kind of mention casually. He's like, oh, it's like our neighbors stopped by the other day, and they wanted to say bye to you, but you weren't here, or, you know, whatever. Uh, we see Ichigo and the gang now at school, and uh, a bit weird at this part because, like, yeah, they show up to school like a normal day, and, then, and they're getting all their introductions from their friends and stuff like, hey, Ichigo, what's up? And Kago says, hey. Then we see Totsky. But if you remember the last time Ichigo and Totsky left off, yeah. she was pissed as fuck. Hey, Ichigo. Well, yeah. out. Because yeah. he wouldn't
3: tell her. that. He,
1: yeah, he wouldn't tell her the truth yeah. about what he So it's a bit weird to go from, like, Tatsuki hates his fucking guts to now, oh, hey, Ichigo, what's up? Do they only go to school for filler arcs? Pretty much. Um, well, there's a little bit of. Well, no, because it uh, hits a guy and everybody showed up at school. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, that's right. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, so, Rukia at, at school, I'm skipping a lot of the parts where they're just chatting. She gets another on her phone saying that hollows have appeared. So, Ichigo and her immediately run off. They decide to split up due to the number of hollows, there being many of them, so they could take them down quicker. We go back to the filler characters now, where one of them says they've discovered a thing called a convenience store. But uh, unfortunately, their gay guy have not arrived yet, so he can't actually get her anything. So the girl starts to throw a temper tantrum and takes off her hat. Uh, But he tells her that she can't do that because she needs this veil to suppress her spiritual pressure. If her presence in the world of the living is discovered, it would be disastrous. So, you know, who knows what's going on there? Who knows? Mm -hmm. They ask her to please wait for the guy because it has special spiritual pressure cloaking system. So there you go.
2: What is that acronym for? Special Spirit (sighs) Clothing System. That's
1: SSPCS. (laughs) (laughs) I know Uh, what it means to me. Once he gets done explaining that, he looks to the side, and she's gone. She's already taken off. She's left to go find something to eat on her own. She looks up, and she sees that Ichigo is right above her fighting hollows, and she calls out to him. She wants to know if he's the soul reaper of this town. Ichigo tells her unless she wants to be eaten, she needs to get out of here now. But then she explains, no, I'm the one who wants to eat, and, uh, trips and knocks her fucking veil off. Oh, God. Gasp. Yeah, seriously. This is
2: disastrous from
1: what I've heard. <laughs> so Ichigo asks who she is. She doesn't respond and holds her hand out like while on the ground, kind of like waiting for him to help her up.
3: She's like, "Noel, dude. So, oh. Yeah, she
1: then uh, demands that Ichigo go and get her food. And then we see her two um, guards, question mark. They're being chased by a bunch of hollows. And here we find out that the bald guy he doesn't speak; he just kind of like motions, and then the other guy is able to understand what he's saying. Oh! But it's not like sign language; he's just doing like weird motions, and they can understand each other. The girl is uh, kind of like crawling like all over, kind of like doing a yachiru on Ichigo, yeah. telling <laughs> her, to, <laughs> telling him to go get her food. And just then, the two guards run towards them, grab uh, who, the, the girl, who we now know her name is Lady Rurichio. Oh uh, yeah, I thought you were gonna stop on Lady. Lady, like, yes, wait, so oh, like, oh, Lady Rurichio and baits the hollows in Ichigo and is like hey take care of those and then jumps off funny Ichigo gets absolutely fucking dog piled on by all of these hollows where literally there's one large hollow that like lands down afterwards and sits on top of the pile (laughs) just like and Lady Ruchiyo, she kind of feels bad. Is she's being pulled away? And it's like, oh, no, he was eaten. But then Ichiko just goes fucking Bankai and just, like, blows oh, them all yeah. off. Wow, him.
2: things that are not in common with the fucking. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, Bankai immediately.
3: Yeah. So
1: Rukia then appears wondering why he went Bankai. And uh, he tries to explain that there were three weird people, but they're mysteriously gone. Nobody can find them. Uryu, Chad, and Orihime now show up with Uryu kind of sh- destroying a lot of hollows in the sky. Oh. And then they're just like, okay, well, let's wipe this up and go back to school. Uh, Chad takes out about one Hollow. I don't even know if he may takes out any hollows. But then Uri rapid fires the whole sky and takes out all the rest of the hollows. That's almost wow. like 12 hollows. Like they probably filled second. up yeah. the holo. Like they filled up the whole screen, just copy and paste a bunch of hollows. Oh, nice. They take one out, they take one out, and then you just see brrr, just like clear the whole screen of Fuck hollow. that guy. Like, he counted <laughs> exactly how many arrows he needed to. And, like, Ichigo no. even mentions afterwards, like, they have, like, a brief little uh, discussion. It's like, wow, your powers are so good for taking out many hollows. Like, it's like, yeah, so okay. Stupid. So Uryu, uh, he's like, yo, I didn't come here to see you, Ichigo. I sense a spiritual pressure that I didn't recognize, and they baited those hollows there themselves. So that's why Uryu went there. Gasp. They're all walking back to class where Ichigo says he's pretty sure that she was a princess of some sort from the way she was talking. And Rukia begins kind of tapping away on her phone, which is nice than a little flip phone to see if she can find any information about these two Soul Reapers in her phone. Rukia says that Soul Reapers have to pass through the Senkaimon to enter the world of the living, so there should be a record of any and all passages that go through the Senkaimon that she's able to access off her phone. Nice. Later, in Ichigo's room, uh, after some shenanigans, Conan gets smacked by Rukia and slammed into the window, where he sees <laughs> that a, a guy is moving in next door to the now vacant house. Oh, it all makes sense yeah. now. Ichigo runs over to look and sees that is the uh, generic anime Soul Reaper from before. Ichigo now goes over there and sees that it's all three of them moving in. The little girl knows Ichigo's name, and he wonders how. And the generic anime filler character says it's called Research, and then goes to leave and go back inside. Generic oh my character. God. Ichigo tries to follow, but then the man just turns and puts up a barrier. And Rukia's like, hey, don't exhaust yourself. We don't know who he is, but his bakudo is pretty impressive. Oh. So that's pretty good. Ruki goes to Urahara's shop to ask Tessai about the uh, gigai. But he refuses to answer, saying it's a trade secret, and he won't sell. Oh, Jesus Christ. So he, she asked like, multiple times, like, trade secret? can't. Like, what about this? Trade Man. secret? Can't. Like, that's how you write a character in without writing a character <laughs> yeah. in. Like, that's bullshit. So Rukia eventually is like, okay, where's Urahara? Because I'll just ask him. And Jinta says he doesn't know. He's been gone for a few days. And that's how they write off Urahara. Dang. Cohen tries to convince Ichigo to just go over and smash through the barrier in Soul Reaper form, because that would be no problem for him. But Ichigo is just like, nah, not worth it, and doesn't want to do anything. Back inside the house with the filler characters. The girl is not falling asleep. And the one filler character that uh can't talk is Enryu, I believe. And uh he gets asked by Kenryu. The, I I might be mixing up their names because literally the names are Enryu and Kenryu. Oh. And I believe Kenryu is the one that can talk. Is yeah, he the bald one? No, Enryu is the bald one. Oh, Enryu. Kenryu is the, one. Is the one that has hair. So the extra K die. you get to have for having hair. Oh, so, so okay. Kenryu uh, turns to the bald one and says, you saw it today too, didn't you? And says, substitute soul reaper Ichigo Kurosaki. His skills and power are genuine. I'm sure he'll be able to go up against them. Coming to the world of the living yes. was the best choice after all.
3: So do you wonder if the soul society or like just people there, if they're rich enough, they can take vacations in the real world?
1: Oh, um, we get the answer to that. And I'll spoil it because they don't ever really talk about like the ethics of it. But they do mention that the basically the way they got here is they have a private sometime on. Uh, okay, so they on, have they, like a they're private jet, noble, yeah. So they could just do whatever they want. Wild. So you can be haunted by a noble person. That's mm-hmm. cool. Ooh, I could. like that. Yep. So back at class, Ichigo is telling everyone the princess they were looking for has moved in next door. And Uryu trying to, tries to give him crap for not investigating further. But Ichigo says something which actually makes a lot of sense, and he's like, "Well, they're up to something, and that's pretty much damn obvious. Sooner or later, they're gonna come meddling. So why waste the time?" <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. He grew a brain. Yep. Yeah. Then their teacher comes in with an exciting announcement: there's new transfer students. Everybody, really, oh my god! And speak of the devil, wouldn't you fucking know? It's the three of them, man. But, but don't they look
3: like old men? yeah and everybody, girl?
1: everybody comments on that. It's like a little elementary school girl. The bald guy is giant as fuck, and then the other other like he's like a college student. And then we do finally get the introduction of all three of them here, but I've already said all of their names. We get Kenryu. He's the one that can speak. The bald mute is Enryu. And then the uh, girl is Rurichio Kasumiyoji. That's her full name. And that's the end of that episode. We now go to the next episode where I'm going to skip the whole first half of the episode because it's literally just the trio of filler characters kind of interacting with everybody at school.
2: Who cares?
1: Wild. Later at night, uh, Rukia now says that she couldn't find any record of them using this in Kaimon because, spoiler alert, they have a private one. And Ichigo isn't interested in sneaking over to see what's going on. And since Kisuke isn't worried about them, then they're probably not that, you know, worth oh, of Oh, that's a good yeah, point. Yeah, makes sense.
2: Also, that's a terrible point because he, just never, he never gets involved. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Oh. So even later at night, uh, everyone gets put on high alert as they sense a weird spiritual pressure. And standing on the roof is Kenryu, once again, the one who could speak. And he's kind of looking left and right trying to figure out what's going on. Ichigo and Rukia immediately go to the Soul Reaper form and hop over to him and ask him to explain himself. Hello, friend. Stating that his spiritual pressure has changed since yesterday, and because Ichigo is a substitute Soul Reaper, he can't just let it slide. Oh. Which, then uh, kind of like red orbs begin peering around him, and one of them like cracks and shatters, and uh, someone hops out from the orb into the house, busting through the roof. The three of them, Kenryu, Ichigo, and Rukia, hop down after it. Kenryu looks to his left and out the window, sees that Enryu and Ruricchio are making their escape in the middle of the night with Ruricchio still asleep and the bald guy carrying her away.
2: You're having fun can with you, your notes, bud. <laughs> can
3: you imagine being asleep and some big bald buff dude is just carrying you, like Sam's
1: just carrying you away? She sleeps like a fucking ox, apparently, because she yeah. does not nice. wake up. Can so. uh, Kenryu see that they've basically left and turns to Ichigo's like, and well, I'll leave the rest of you, and then hops out the window after them. Ichigo and Rukia now turn to see that there's like a ninja wielding a blade that is attached to his wrist, so kind of like hooked onto his wrist. That's kind of cool. It's got a circle mirror on his wrist part. I do remember
3: that, yes. Yes. That's
1: really the only part of the story you you need to know. They all now hop to the top of the roof because the ninja wanted to chase after them, but it gets cut off by Ichigo. And Ichigo and the ninja clash blades and he sees the mirror part or the the ninja uses the the mirror part to reflect the light and uh, make Ichigo lose consciousness for a second by looking at it. Huh. Rukia saves him And But then she looks at it And she loses consciousness Oh This is fun Rinse and repeat a couple more times With each time Either like Rukia or Ichigo Loses consciousness The other jumps in and saves him Oh god Rukia eventually calls out That they think That she thinks they are Dealing with an assassin so no, not sh- an, no Not a ninja way. But an assassin
2: A guy with a knife For a yeah. hand Oh no way
1: No it's a blade It's I a blade is it. attached to the wrist it's, So it's, it's like Ezio's little No Is it On the here? opposite side Top okay. Top of yeah, the arm That's what I'm thinking Okay I, that's cool it's not it's not it's a it's a full blade with a mirror on his wrist so they can this see this their faces like when they're freaking, about to die. Yeah. Yes. Look at your a face.
2: Like, mm-hmm. This is going to be sick as fuck for work.
1: So uh, Rukia does think with her brain here and says that they're dealing with an assassin. So they need to keep them alive or keep him alive to figure out why he was sent after a Riccio, which would make sense. Ichigo and the ninja begin fighting again, with the ninja kind of pushing back Ichigo at this point. He backstabs, about to fall off the roof, until all of a sudden the ninja is disarmed somehow. And it was
2: attached to, Did they cut his arm
1: off? No, they just disarmed it. It's the blade, Josh. I mm, Cut this part. <laughs> Ichigo and the ninja begin fighting, and the ninja is pushing back Ichigo, when suddenly the ninja is just disarmed out of nowhere. And Ichigo explains that I can take down guys like you without even looking at you. Your zanpakuto reflects the light of the moon into your opponent's eyes, momentarily dazing them. But in order for you to keep it up, you always have to attack your foe head on. Once I figured that out, you didn't stand a chance. And during that speech, we kind of see that Ichigo, he was closing his eyes and used his own blade to reflect the light back at the ninja dazing him. Dude, he's smart as fuck now. Nice. Ichigo demands answers from the yelling ninja. The assassin just gets up and fucking runs and jumps into the midair. Ichigo does a Getsuga to kind of try to hit him to stop him. But the assassin, midair, like, looks backwards, sees the Getsuga's coming, turns around, and jumps into the Getsuga, taking his own life. Like... <laughs> Seppuku on a different level. Wow. Yeah. So the uh, trio of filler characters show back up now, and Rukia asks them to now go ahead and please tell us what you've gotten us mixed into. Rukia took a slash to the arm during that fight, so Ichigo's like, hey, I'll go call Rohime, because she's OP as fuck. And it's probably a good idea to get Uryu and Chad just so they know what's going on. I'd be so pissed if I was Orohime thinking I'm getting a booty call from the guy I'm like getting a <laughs> yeah. huge crush on. Yeah, it's like, oh, each yes, Ichigo call, call me. me. Yes. Hey, Rukia's injured. Can you oh. come here? Oh. Oh. Like, like, the <laughs> girl so. I live with? Oh, yeah. The a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so now that the gang is assembled, they are finally sitting down talking. And upon hearing the last name of Rurichio, Rukia puts it together saying the Kasumiyoji clan, as in, you know. Does she bow? the Oji clan. She does not because they're nobles, second only to the four great noble clans. So Ooh. they're second. Second. They're not as good as. Yes. So they don't exist in the real world. Probably. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. Uh, Ichigo immediately calls out Rukia, saying, like, how did you not realize the first time you heard her name? Because she was in class for the introduction of the full name. Good, good call out. Yeah. And then Kenryu puts together that it's Rukia, Rukia Kuchiki, and they bow because, oh. you know, they're, they're I lesser the, I remember there was some yeah. bowing. So Kenryu goes on to explain that Lady Rurichio is the sole legitimate heir to the Kasumiyogi clan. I'm, I'm proud of. And you. which wouldn't be a problem if her parents, the former heads of the family, were still alive. Her mother, the previous matriarch of the family, passed shortly after her daughter was born, and her father followed soon after, taken by an illness. Oh, Rona. the two of them, Kenryu and Inryu, have been their guardians. Have been her guardians ever since, standing in for the parents she never knew. We. Ex- She's can- got two dads? Yeah, yeah. he continues All on. Saying, we thought it would be better to wait until she uh, became of age to become head of the clan, but a man by the name of Yaku Kumoi is acting as a temporary viceroy for the clan. Uh, lately, vassal- vassals under his service have begun to disappear. It seems that he's been disposing of anyone who doesn't fall in line. We believe he's been abusing his power using his influence to seize control of the Cosmyoji clan. More recently, strange things have been happening around Lady Rurichio. <coughs> And she is the rightful heir to power, and she is standing in Gyokaku Kumoi's way. Ichigo asks if they're just able to prove any of that, but uh, Kenryu just shakes his head and says that the situation has grown too precarious and we needed to get her to safety. We left without telling a soul in a fog-heavy night, and used the Kasa Mioji, personal Senkaimon, and fled to the world of the living. And Uh, then they continue on saying, uh, basically explaining, the soul phone isn't able to access any data that pertains to private Senkaimon, So that's why Rukia couldn't find them.
2: So how is a lesser noble having a private Senkaimon, but fucking Rukia is just like, you know, that doesn't exist. I
1: never thought of that.
3: Rukia could have been using this the whole fucking time. Yeah, Possible.
1: Possible. I don't know. What the fuck? Uh, It's a filler thing. So I imagine it probably doesn't ever come up again. So do you think anybody else ever uses a personal Senkaimon? I bet not. It would be cool. It'd be fucking yeah. Dope it would be as cool fun, as hell. Right? I mean, you.
2: I feel like they would. Like, have how does to.
1: the Sin Mon work? Can you just appear anywhere? Because like, so you could just take like, let's say I have a Sin Mon in Soul Society. I want to go to Disneyland. I just go. Hey, oh, I'm gonna go. Hell hop yeah.
2: In. I. I mean, they have to run. I feel like and you then, have to run for. a As, little as bit. a
1: Soul Reaper, can you interact with physical stuff? So let's say I want to go to Disneyland. I go to. Can I then sit on the ride and ride the ride and Soul Reaper? form? I think you could sit on. Or do it, I it, have to I I don't get don't think... in my geek guy form and then actually wait in the line?
3: I don't think they. W- huh fuck no, you! I, no <laughs> just,
1: I, I i think it's like a ghost thing because when like, they get
3: hit though they get slammed into the walls yeah but by other ghost things but, yeah, but they the, still interact the with the wall the, still works so just, you'll so, be able to sit down on something i'm yeah, gonna yes.
2: call it and just say that they did not want to animate people flying through walls <laughs> indefinitely because then you're going through the earth at that point
1: i just want to know if i could sit on a roller coaster and slowly before i I'm think all you could it. yeah okay uh, so, Kenryu then uh, goes to bow to Ichigo and says, Your reputation among the Soul Society is clearly well-earned. Your strength is undeniable. Oh. Um, there are sure to be more assassins coming for her, members of a highly specialized unit, assembled by Gyokaku Komoi himself, using the Kasumi clan's vast political power. Then he asks Ichigo to become her bodyguard as well. He uh, continues saying, If word of this internal strife uh, is out, I worry that the Kasumi clan would be in danger of dissolution. Hmm. We can't turn to the court guard squads because of that. There you go. Mm-hmm. You can't go to anybody else. Lucky, however, you're only a substitute. Please, we can't fend off the assassins on our own. Wild. Chad asked them, uh, the why substitute. don't they just capture, uh, like, an assassin and present it as proof? And Kinryu says they always just kill themselves when facing defeat. And even if they did, uh, Yukaku or Gyokaku, whatever his name is, would just deny knowledge. Gyokaku. Yeah. <laughs> the Japanese girl. Yeah. Yeah, sounds so good. So... Rukia tells Ichigo he's doing it, so he just goes ahead and agrees because yeah, that's just how it goes. And Kinryu adds on one more thing. Lady Rurichio has no idea she's being targeted and they'd like to keep it that way. It would traumatize her and she's been through enough already. She needs to be kept innocent. So at she got at lucky
3: that she was asleep and they tried to assassinate her, mm-hmm, so it's like she mm-hmm, doesn't even mm-hmm. know it?
1: Well, you think, Jose, it was her first day in the, sl- in the real world. So this is, like, the first assassination attempt that they've done. Oh, okay. So, I thought this has
3: already been, like, an ongoing thing, and they're just The ongoing lucky.
1: thing that they mentioned, and I'm not sure if they mentioned here or a little bit later, where he's, so far, has just been making weird things happen around her as of, like, oh, that's so weird. The roof almost caved in on Lady Ruccio. That's uh, so weird. Or, like, oh, But they oh, said the, fucking- the other
2: assassins killed themselves, so they had to have assassination attempts. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. I'm not trying to plot hole you. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. there's some weird shit going on.
1: Yeah, I don't know. So... But so far, that they said they've only done weird things. But the yeah, I guess the assassins kill themselves, so maybe they've tried to find the assassin that caved a roof in or something. I don't fucking know. Um, after that, we see basically as he's explaining that she's literally sleeping in the next room over. But it's a Japanese house, so it's like they literally just have one of those cloth yeah, things, like oh, the nice. sliding. So glass it's like you things. could she could easily hear through the thing, but I guess she just fucking sleeps. Sleeps through like, it like a off. brick. Uh, we then see the man himself, uh Gyokaku Komoi. We cut over to Soul Society. Oh. He's consulting with another assassin wondering why a substitute Soul Reaper is helping her. And the assassin says that they should just hurry, uh, they should just speed up the plan to avoid any trouble. Gyokaku agrees and says he will leave it to or I will leave it to you then, and that's the end of that episode. Uh, we go to the next episode where Richio gets invited to dinner at Ichigo's house by Yuzu, which is the youngest daughter. Oh, that's right, the the blonde one. Yes. Here we find out that uh, Riccio, in case you guys didn't know, she hates carrots. Doesn't want to eat those. That's mm-hmm. a It's Solid fact. Ichigo tells her to eat up because hardworking farmers spent a lot of time and labor making those for you. The Mexicans? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes, farmers made these? Like, she doesn't know that's how fucking uh, carrots is, are made. Yeah. So Then through the roof of Ichigo's house, they, like, do the classic. They pop out, like, the light, and Kenryu and Inryu are in there and oh. they tell Ichigo that Ruichio doesn't eat those, and they've punished many of servants for even daring to give her those. Oh, my God, okay, I like this. just kill them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like these characters. Then Ichigo gets mad and kind of gets in their face and says, you asked me to babysit, and then Ruichio is like, wait, babysit? Oh. Because she doesn't know. She doesn't know what's going on. Damn it, Ichigo just spilling the beans. Yeah, Rurichio gets mad at the two, uh, Kenryu and Inryu, for always keeping secrets from her. The fact that she didn't, didn't even know about farmers proves it. Oh. Uh, then, like, all the kids, uh, she says some real hateful shit about how if her mother and father were still alive, they would have told me. And I hate you too. So she plans and on running off. away. I yeah. So both of the Kurosaki sisters, though, go to run after her, like you know, feeling bad for her because they're both little girls as well. It's not of breaking her ankles. <laughs> but uh, the two Kurosaki sisters eventually come back because uh, she's disappeared. They basically find out that she went back in soul reaper form and she fucking digged off somewhere. Jeez. Nice. Um She, we follow Lady Riccio who she's walking ar- along and eventually runs into Orihime who uh, quickly talks some sense to her and basically says like, listen, they do it because they care for you. It's like, oh. they're not doing it to be assholes. They do it because they like you. Uh, but wouldn't you know it because they're out by themselves, they fucking get attacked. Riccio tries to ask the assassin why he, like if he knows who he's attacking as if like, Hey, I'm a noble. Don't attack me. Doesn't do anything. Orihime blocks his attack, but the assassin is using um, a toe, which I'm pretty sure comes back into play later. It's got like a like a fucking sucker alien thing on one oh, side. You yeah. stick your hand into it. Yep. And basically, he can he does like a slash, and it uses energy and like creates a wall. It's really weird to explain. Huh. Basically, he's uh, using a zombacto and to summon walls on both sides of them, kind of cornering them into the tip of a triangle. That is the shittiest power. It's pretty good actually. Oh. It basically, summon earth. I mean, not Earthbender, remember? Uh Orihime and Ruchio are basically stuck with Orihime keeping her shield up at the very tip of the triangle and the assassin keeps attacking and is basically slowly pushing back Orihime's shield like about to squish them in the corner and Ruchio starts to cry apologizing for everything and then she calls out for Kenryu, Ryu, and then they show up and Aww. save the day. Do those do they have Zon toes? Um Kenryu for sure does as we're about to find out Jose so oh, Okay okay. Buckle I, up. I was just uh, Ichigo and Rukia show up soon afterwards and begin fighting the assassin. The assassin uses uh, a technique – Rukia explains this because she's, of course, the smartest – explains that the assassin uses a technique that converts a blade attack into walls. And then he traps Ichigo and Rukia's blade. Like, they both go to block this slash, and he just turns it into a wall, like, sticking their blades inside of the wall.
2: Okay, I see it now. (laughs) That's bullshit.
1: So, Kenryu steps forward uh, now that they're both stuck in the wall, and – He's like, leave it to me. Unsheathed his sword. It says, bloom in glory, Binishidari. And then pink flowers begin to bloom all over like his sword, and it releases a pink mist. He Mm. says, he goes on to explain that his Binishidari's pollen will sprout flower blossoms on any weapon it touches, rendering them completely useless. Convenient. (laughs) right, yeah. yeah. So because of this now, uh, he calls out Ichigo, saying you have an opening Ichigo, now use it. Ichigo does a Getsukaten show, and Rukio fires a Sokatsui to uh, break away the wall so they can attack. As they're doing that, Kenryu's like, wait, don't. And the wind from their attack blows away all of the pollen. And now the assassin has the trio of filler characters captured. Wow. Kenryu says that his Binishidari only works when there's a large cloud of pollen surrounding the enemy and your attacks just blew it away. Whoops. What? <laughs> so. Oh, boy. Ichigo and Ruki are just kind of oh. looking with like the dumb face. Like, like are you serious? Oh, I'm yeah. glad. Like, okay. But, yeah. And he does continue on saying, however, there's a plan B. Takes his hand on his own blade and kind of like runs it up, flinging the petals of uh, his flowers that were on his blade up. And they get stuck to the assassin's eyes. And Kiryu says, all right, I blinded him. You can take it from here. And then (laughs) runs off. (laughs) (laughs) He's blind. Get him, Ichigo. The assassin is kind of wailing around trying to get the flowers off his eyes. And just then uh, Ichigo says, here, let me show you a real attack. And then does like a fat-ass Getsukaten show. And the assassin was actually able to dodge, but immediately uh, has a blade put to his neck because Rukia is now behind him. And says, now tell me who sent you to kill Lady Riccio. And he walks forward. (laughs) So "Ah." the assassin basically like releases some sort of weird, uh, like almost super saiyan energy to blow Rukia away and breaks free. He He jumps up up. to one of the giant walls he had created, attacks it, causes it to crumble down on himself, killing him.
2: He could have he just could have eaten the getsuga. Away. Yes, so these
1: guys are dumb. <laughs> they're playing More. with their own lives. Ruricio uh, asks who was that terrible attacker, and Kenryu tells her it was probably just a common thief. You have nothing to worry about. Ruricio kind of starts to get mad here and says, "Stop treating me like a baby," but then turns around and sees that they're all kind of like fucking damaged and banged up. So Ichigo comes over and asks if she's okay. She regains her uh, princess-like composure, says, yes, I'm fine because I have Kinryu and Ininryu to protect me. Now let's return home and finish our meal. And do not worry, I'll be sure to eat all my carrots. Because oh, if I wow. didn't, it would be an insult to all of the farmers who grew so, that. So this
3: it? is like a fucking lesson to children. Yeah, it's yeah, like, kind of. hey, wow. eat your carrots or else someone's going to yeah. come and try and kill you all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and then, then fuck themselves. up and kill themselves. Yep. <laughs> yes. uh, stupid. They
1: go to leave, and we kind of stay wall. with a shot on the rubble where the assassin died and then we see a hand reach into the rubble, and it's the assassin who was speaking to Yokaku back uh, in the Soul Society and he's recovering the weapon that the assassin was just The using. alien arm one, yes. right? The episode then ends with Kenryu and Inimyu calling out to Ichigo Kurosaki and they wake him up saying uh, that basically Riri has gone again. Surprise. Whoa! Yep. We move to next episode. We see Squad 3 is uh, chasing something all around Sarate <laughs> and uh, spoiler alert, it's a cat. Oh! <laughs> so, turns out they've been doing kind of all weird odd job missions, and they don't know why the captain is having them do things like this. So it's like Naruto all over again. Yeah, a little bit. So Isaru heads back and talks to Captain Amagai, and he wants to know about tomorrow's mission, where they're going to go repair the Squad 12 wall. Oh! And Amagai says, you might not understand, but the previous captain getting HMR betrayed these men, and will have to work really hard to regain the respect of the Soul Society. So basically they're doing little tasks to try to make everybody like them again. Oh, uh, just likable people. Amagai continues saying that... uh Seeing you like this because Izuru is kind of like bent out of shape about it. He says, seeing you like this makes me realize something. HmR played too big of a role in this squad. A, charismat- a charismatic captain can bring the team together, but once that pillar falls, then the team can as well. That's why I want to rebuild the squad with you and Makoto, Kabune. Huh? Uh, the three of us will be the pillar of strength this team needs. That way, if one of them falls, you still have the other two. Oh, what a good guy. Uh, captain Amagai then decides uh, the next day to teach everybody a new technique, and he says, from now on, you will learn to work together in battle or you will die. What? Just saying, basically, you have to learn this or else you're going to be shit Nakama power. Um, okay. Yeah. They do a training exercise where there's one of three colored headbands and he hands them out randomly. And he explains, when I call out a color, the people of that color now become the enemy and everybody else must attack the people of that color in uh, squads of three. So basically, like, they're running around yellow. Then everybody has to work together and, like, surround yellow. I mean, yeah, whatever. Beat them up. Uh, Kabune, the third seat, is told to join the others and lead the exercise because this is something they did on their expeditionary trip. And Izuru kind of wants to join in as well, but Amaga's like, no, no, it's like, you stay here. It's like, Kabune already knows he's going to lead, so you just stay here. Okay. After the training exercise is done, everybody's like, wow, we're so much stronger as a team. Some of the men are talking about how Kabune is much more skilled than Izuru, and they can see a change of seats coming in the future. Oh. Wow. wow. Fucked up, dude. So Izuru actually overhears this. He's kind of like behind a corner, and he's pretty upset by the notion, and Kabune is there with him as well, and he kind of like startles. He's just like, oh, I was like, you heard that, huh? And mm. he's he kind of tries to reassure him, but Izuru is upset and he does like the classic. Like, well, you know, it's true. So, what are you trying to like, you know, comfort me, whatever the fuck Because he's like, so, so fucking up. emo. Yeah, he really is. You can just start executing people with <laughs> the SK. I think that's fair. Izuru then later that night goes drinking with Renji and the uh, vice cat from Kamamari Squad. Huh? And he's basically venting about the guy with the glasses? The guy with the glass. The manly guy. Yeah, the manly dude. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, There, they see Captain Amagai and uh, the Chill Captain show up together to get a drink, and they request a private room, and they go off to go talk about some stuff. Amagai says that, listen, I'm not going to beat around the bush as to why he invited him here. He says he wants to find a way for the 13-court guard squads to coordinate more closely with each other. The Chill Captain, being the Chill Captain that he is, agrees, but he says, uh, maybe we should get Jushiro in on this. I won't stand in your way or anything, but I'm not the type of guy who likes to take the lead on this stuff. So next time, let's round up Jushiro, and we'll hash it out together. Who's Joshiro? Ukitake. Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, he then gets peer pressured into drinking again, and uh, Captain Amagai immediately passes out. Later on, Izuru is confronted by the third seat, who um, kind of asks him why it seems he never, st- why Izuru seems to never trust in his own abilities. And just when Izuru is about to answer that uncomfortable question, uh, another fucking hell butterfly appears and enters the scene, saying they've seen a strange shadow near the execution grounds. Now, just a reminder, the execution grounds are the large holes where they used to push people into. Not the, not uh, the giant the oh, yep. wooden thing. Mm-hmm. There they meet a man named Shinta Seiko, who does get an introduction and a full name, so I don't know if he comes into play later. But uh, he's waiting next to the giant ass pit, and he says that he spotted an unusual shadow right over near the pit, and then it appeared to vanish into the hole. They get close, and the ground mysteriously crumbles underneath them, making them fall into the hole. Oh, nice. As they're falling, both Izuru and Kibune are, like, fine and able to recover, but Shinta, being the peasant that he is, the nobody, is falling, and he's about to hit the ground. <gasps> Izuru basically is like, oh, no, and bounces off a rock and catches him before he hits the ground, and he's fine. But he uh, passes out because he was scared. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Once at the bottom, Kibune... Everyone passing out.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Once at the bottom, Kibune and Izuru go to look around, and they sense a spiritual pressure, and then they find a bunch of hollows locked behind uh, metal bars down there. And just as so they get close, the hollows suddenly become released from their cages. Oh, they're, uh, they could go on to take down a couple of them. Kabune pretty much doing most of it. And one of them gets behind them and starts to absorb Shinta, who is laying on the ground like no. he's like half inside of a hollow. Kabune slashes that hollow in the back, making him fall to the ground. And then Kabune releases his Zanpakuto, <gasps> saying, uh, Now, Rampage, uh, Repu, which it's hard to explain. This guy's Zanpakuto, it's it's a uh, javelin, double-sided. Okay. okay, The blades are basically big, like, shark-tooth blades, okay? okay but then it has a, a curved blade that connects the two of them on one side. Does that make sense? So you have the handle, the, lar- the long spear part, yeah, the okay? Handle you, handle have the t- you have the two, arrow the two arrowheads on, on the side, and then it's got one curved blade that connects them on, on, one side? on one side, and the other side is nothing, and he still has the regular handle. Interesting. That's right. as good of a description as you're going to get on that one. Some of the hollows begin to leave, but uh, Kabune suddenly suddenly like, stops and doesn't go after the hollows, and instead turns his attention towards the hollow that absorbs Shinta. He powers up, throws his weapon towards the hollow that's on the ground. Izuru sees it, like, what are you doing? And then stops and releases his Zanpakuto. And now we have Wabiske in the mix mix, and blocks the attack. Izuru is, you know, wondering what the fuck he's doing. Kabuni responds, saying, why do you care so much about a worthless failure? You have no strength, no principles. Your weakness is the very reason you couldn't prevent your previous captain's betrayal. Isn't that so?
3: Ooh.
1: Izuru has a flashback of uh, again a couple of times. We see some quick flashes of Gen, and he's just like, no, I, I. Then Kabune uh, continues on, saying, and from the look of it, you have no discipline either, and then throws his sword at Izuru. The blast uh, from the two blades clashing begins to kind of, like, blow the other hollows away, and just then we hear someone call down from up above. It's Captain Amagai and the rest of Squad 3, and they're asking if they're okay. Kabune is the first to answer, of course, and is like, yeah, we're fine, but a squad member was attacked by the hollows and was severely injured. Yeah. <laughs> so, what a little bitch. Yeah, Izru like is still kind of at it because he's an emo, and he looks at his blade and notices that there's basically like a giant fucking chunk take out of his blade and it's cracked. What the uh, fuck? right where he going to hit it? So he's like, oh fuck. Uh, once going back to the surface with the other squad members, uh, they say that they have safely transported Shenta to the squad for a med facility, but his wounds are really deep and they're not sure if he'll make it. Rip. um and the platform that they were on that had collapsed seems like there were signs of foul play and it had been tempered with. Uh-oh. tampered with yeah uh well, upon hearing that Izuru just kind of mad dogs kabune thinking that it was him you know so Amagai guy sees it like is there something else we need to hear about hey. but kabune is just like nope we're good and then that mayuri guy. appears and he's pissed that they destroyed all of his hollow samples oh what a guy of course so nimu uh, steps in and says we believe that someone unlocked the testing facility and released all of the hollows so it wasn't them Miri is pissed at the squad three captain because he didn't catch them alive. And now his experiments are ruined oh, no. whole time. Izuru is just mad dogging Kabune once again, we see now that the Sinkai gate opens up, um, on the now soul society side where they originally left. And we see, uh, Rurichio sneak through as they go to close it. She's walking around wearing her special hat giggling when someone, uh, we see a foot step in front of her and makes her hat fall off, startling her. And that is the end of that episode. <gasps> Last episode, we're doing this one, guys, and then we're probably at about the halfway mark of the filler, a little under halfway mark. how many episodes did you do? Six. Six? Oh. And these are, like, long, like, oh, man, okay. So we basically get to pick up, and we see it's Gyokaku Kamoi, who is the guy who's been trying to assassinate her the whole time, appear in front of Rurichio. Luckily, though, he's not alone, and others appear, and they're very excited that the princess has finally returned. Gyokaku asks where she's been and she immediately snitches out that she is with Kenryu and Inryu. Oh, they're dead. <laughs> so, Gyokaku guilts her and is like, hey, do you understand like for your actions could bring like a lot of disgrace to the, to this uh, clan as princess of the Cosmyoji clan. Oh my God. She ignores that and is like, please prepare me my sedan chair. Uh, there's someone I must visit. Well, Gyokaku asks... "Going to go in luxury now. <laughs> yeah, no. Gyokaku asks where she thinks she's going and she says to a party. And oh. the sedan chair is the thing where they like lift you up yeah. and they carry you. Uh, she leaves, and we see Gyokaku is kind of standing there by himself, speaking to somebody, saying, Are you ready to work Hansa? Then the assassin who recovered the weapon appears, the blue haired assassin guy. Gyokaku continues saying, For some unknown reason, she has returned to the world of the living, or returned from the world of the living. Kenryu and Inryu aren't worth her. This is the perfect opportunity. The Katsumiyoji special Kaimon opens up once again, and this time it's Ichigo and Rukia who run through. The guards who are now guarding the gate try to attack Ichigo, but he just kind of grabs it. And then Kinryu and Inryu following after them, and they're like, yeah, okay, we're, you're good, guys. The guards tell them that the gate had been previously opened all by, themse- all by itself because Rurichio sneaked in, and they don't know that. Oh. Uh, so they were on alert. Flashback now, in case you, what you guys were wondering, oh, but what about Orihime, Chad, and Uryu? Why aren't they there? Oh, yeah. 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 Orihime uh, yes. is like, sorry, she was told she can't go through the gate, that it was forbidden. And then Uryu is like, oh, well, that's all right, because there's a chance that uh, Rurichio will probably return before you guys anyways. Which, uh, we, as we know, that's probably not going to happen. This week. And fun. Sato? Uh, he doesn't say anything because he's Sato. So, of course. Uh, Stoic. So, uh, <laughs> Stoic. Back to the present. Ichigo and the Soul Society crew are off to search. They, uh, of course, decided to split up because uh, she could have gone fucking anywhere. Rukia is running Best around. way to win anything, <laughs> right, Sam? <laughs> yep, that's correct. Thank you, Jose. Rukia is running around and hears someone say, hey, what's the big hurry? She stops and it's Kenpachi and Yachiru. What? They're oh, uh, wondering what she's doing here. And shouldn't she be in the world of the living? She kind of stumbles, and I'm like, um, because mm, the mission's supposed to be a secret, if you hmm. remember. They can't tell anybody, otherwise the, uh... A trained Soul Reaper, not sure what to
2: say during a mission. Hmm. Yep.
1: It's a secret mission. She doesn't do... Soul Reapers don't do secret missions. That's yeah. the Assassination Squad, or well, whatever that's the... Uh, that's Soy Fung's crew. Yeah. The useless crew. <laughs> yes, uh, true and uh, true. <laughs> so... Uh, she's kind of thinking of what to tell Kinpachi. And Kinpachi goes, Well, is Ichigo here as well? And then Ruki continues going, Like, uh, uh. And he's like, He is, my and man. So Kinpachi kind of inhales deeply, closes his eyes. Yachiru licks her finger and sticks it into the air. <laughs> and then the bells on Kinpachi kind of start to jingle. And Kinpachi opens his eyes and says, He is here. Aww. Yeah, the lad. He continues saying, He's pretty worked up about something. And Yachiru chimes in, saying, She senses him too. And he must be on a mission. Kenpa- her saliva must be dick. like amazing. <laughs> So if you remember Kimpachi kind of did this In the last arc too Because Kimpachi says He comes all the way out here And doesn't even say hi to me That's yeah, just he rude was upset, yeah. I'm gonna go find him And see what's up is, oh. that,
3: is that when he said He wanted to throw a barbecue
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so like once again He's like Yo what the fuck Eat you go Like why oh, are you Coming to say hi What the hell Rude so Like I, I thought we fight were friends you to the death. Yeah so Rukia tries to kind of, like, make up an excuse at this point, like, oh, no, and then, but, like, kind of ends up following them away, and she starts to think, like, oh, this isn't good. With a whole situation with Lady Ruricio supposed to be kept a secret, and this could get out of hand if Kenpaji finds Ichigo.
2: Oh, because he's also uh, in the Soul Society squads, and they're not
1: supposed to know. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. yeah. Oh,
2: shit, this is all going so bad. So
1: we go back to Kenryu and Enryu. They're looking around. Enryu, uh, the one who can't speak, spots Ruricio's veil laying on the ground outside of a uh, random door. And they immediately go and run in to begin searching the building, thinking that she's in there. And just as they enter, the door closes behind them, locking them inside of a pitch black room. And we see Gokaku had set that trap up for them and has now locked them away. He says, with them locked away, he can now dispose of the princess. Back to Princess Rurichio, and we see that she has arrived at the residence that she was heading to. The doors open to reveal another little girl. Hmm. And Rurichio exits and says, I'm honored and truly grateful to be invited to your party today. Just as Riccio enters the residence, Ichigo turns the corner and spots her going inside. Rurichio and the girl enter with the girl whose name we find out is Sayori. Huh? She dismisses her guards and they uh, both let down the prince's act and just become like nice little girls and just start playing and giggling with each Aww. other. Um, she leads Rurichio to a room with a bunch of other girls. Uh, there's probably like four of the ones that are all giggling, having fun. Ricci and Sayori do a secret handshake and they say it's a sign of their lifelong friendship. Which, you know, could be a death flag. We don't know.
2: Yeah, there's a death flag in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Kenryu Foreshadow, and Ryu,
1: who have uh, found their way out of the building by boosting on top of each other to, like, open up a window that was high up on the wall. Ichigo approaches the building uh, that Ruricio is in. Man, all these names are so similar, I'm starting to realize. But the moment he gets close, the guards that had transported Rurichio there uh, raise their blades and tell him not to come closer. He tries to explain that he just needs to speak to Rishio, but they say, how dare you speak her name? And they officially pull out their blades. He then tries to say that Kenryu asked him personally to come here, and they say that we're not buying it. And honestly, that we haven't even heard of a Substitute Soul Reaper before. Oh. so oh, you know. Ichigo flash steps away, and he's kind of like up on the wall, and he's now really like, wow, like no one fucking respects a, soul, a Substitute Soul Reaper. Like, oh. what the hell? <laughs> it's like, it's a stupid bad. Um, he's spotted again, then flash steps away. He appears in front of Rurichio, who is uh, in the middle of a sip of tea and spits it all out of him. (laughs) He tells her that she's putting us all in danger and that we need to go back now. She refuses and says she's in the middle of a very important tea party, so no. Ichigo is then surrounded by the guards who have now entered the residence where he's snuck into, and they say they received a report of a thief that managed to get by the guardians outside. Ichigo tries to explain that he's not a thief and he's just a princess of Rurichio, but she says, nope, I do not know that man, never seen him before, and then leaves. Just stab her. End it. (laughs) The guards get closer, but then Ichigo just once again flash steps away, which is a little weird because they kind of comment like as he does it, like, whoa, he disappeared. Like, what's going on? You think they would know? Like that's that's a thing. They're just trash. Yeah, they just yeah. I I suppose maybe flash step isn't common knowledge that people can do that, but surely there's other people that can move like fast. I don't know.
3: Biakia moves like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Byakya, I mean, Yorichi, Soifan, there's a, a good those are cast captains. of them. Yeah, but nobles. if they're nobles, I imagine they have to They'd see them. Like, mm, have yeah. you seen the captains
3: today? They're doing their
1: the flashy <laughs> yeah. steps. Um, so, Rorichio is now wandering around the residence because she left, and she's like, I don't fucking know that guy. She spots a crying girl in one of the uh, corridors, and she comforts her, asking if she's one of the servant's childs and if she's okay. Uh, the girl gets up and kind of, like, wipes her tears, and she grabs Rorichio's hand and tries to start leading her somewhere. Uh, Riccio just follows along Still holding her hand And thinking that this girl Wants to show her something Or play uh, She's led out to Kind of like the back side Of one of the walls Where one side is a wall One side is a bunch of bamboo huh? There the kid lets go of her hand And then turns around And throws a fucking kunai At Riccio Ooh. Ooh uh, She Riccio is kind of like Falls to the ground And dodges it uh, The kid then pulls out a knife And says goodbye princess Then goes to stab Riccio uh, But just as Riccio Is about to be fucking clacked Ichigo shows up Blocking the knife well, uh, he's fighting a kid now? Yeah. He's going to wreck that poor kid. The kid looks uh, – so, like, they kind of clash blades, and the kid looks to her right, and uh, she kneels down all of a sudden. Ichigo's confused. But then now sees that the guards have chased Ichigo all the way over there as well. Oh, some bitch. So now yeah. they turn the corner, and they see Ichigo pointing his blade at a kid, and they're like, wow, he is a monster, like, pointing his uh, blade at a kid. Flashed up. <laughs> flashed up again. Ichigo once again tries to explain, like, no, no, it's a misunderstanding. Like, she's – and then Ichigo gets fucking dogpiled on by all of the guards. And once Ichigo is now under about, I would say about ten guards, the girl then smirks and begins stabbing the fuck out of the rest of the guards that are not on Ichigo. What? Yep. She kills about four of them. What Wow. The and then lunges towards Rurichio now that everybody's on top of Ichigo. Ichigo can't get out. Can't do anything. Could go Bankai, really. but Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Um, and My, just it, about as the dagger is about to pierce Rurichio, a fucking hole in the wall busts open. And from the spot, we see Kenpachi and Yachiru. Kinpachi is holding the girl assassin by the wrist, and he's like, Hey, I've been looking for you. I figured you're here. Hey. <laughs> and as he's holding the girl, she begins kind of like wiggling, and we hear like some nasty, slimy noises. It wasn't Ooh. really uh, nice. And we see that the uh, classic ninja assassin thing leaves the skin, and uh, it's now like a generic ninja guy that we've seen, before, oh, not seen oh, before. okay.
2: Wow. The
1: assassin that goes to attack Kinpachi. Uh, but he just slashes him once and absolutely fucking destroys him.
2: Hey, we needed to question him. <laughs> yeah. oh. Uh, oh, Kipachi I was already him. So Is that what the, the situation? They just keep introducing new Soul Reapers that don't know that we shouldn't kill these guys, so <laughs> yeah. they just keep killing them? Yeah. It's you cool-proof. know,
1: maybe, though, that was like the assassin trying to kill himself. He's I like, hate it. I'll just jump towards Kenpachi. Oh, fuck these guys. They're terrible. Yeah, he knows. He knows. Sweet. So uh, from the hole in the wall that busts through, we see Rukia was still following Kenpachi, like still trying to make up some sort of excuse for oh, Ichigo. It. Um, he sees, she sees Ichigo and she's like, oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, Kenryu and Inryu, um, they have now shown up. We didn't really get to see when they do, but they're basically uh, putting Ruchio back into her sedan. And then we get a flashback of Sayori, who is the other little girl, asking Ichigo not to be mad at Riccio. She explains that she came to my party uh, because very soon I'm going to be married. Riccio How explains, is, this, uh, is kind of mad, and says it's an arranged marriage. The whole thing was set up and a- agreed to by both noble families right after Sayori was born. It's horrible. Sayori, being the more mature of the two girls, says it's okay. Don't be upset about it. This was going to be my very last tea party, and Riccio knew that and did everything she could to attend. Because of the way things work out, we may never get to see each other again. Rukia is there and is like, "Oh, so you're marrying into like a, an extremely strict family, aren't you?" Seori so nods and then finally begins to cry, sad that she may never see everybody again. Wah. We and like disrespectful, is it? Yeah. <laughs> we go back to the present and Ichigo is like, "Wow, it's really tough being a noble. They don't have much freedom." Then uh, Rukia turns to Kimpachi and is like, "Hey, um, I didn't tell you, but we're working on a super secret mission. Uh, because of that, I'm asking you to please not mention today's events to anyone else." Kimpachi, being an absolute bro, he's like. I don't know why all that happened in the first place. And in the second place, I don't have time to think about stuff I don't understand. In the first place, <laughs> I like and them. then Yachiru chimes in saying, and in the third place, he's not smart enough, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love her. And Kipachi, then he's on saying, today was interesting at least. Bring Ichigo back sometime so I can smack him around a bit. And then he turns, Ichigo says, next time, kid, and then leaves. I love it. Uh, Kipachi's the best. Yeah. Ruki and Ichigo are now just about to leave themselves. But then all of a sudden, uh, Ichigo does like a hard 180 and senses something and turns around but sees nothing. From around the corner, we now see it was the blue-haired assassin that has been kind of like Kaku's right-hand man, hmm. and uh, he says that he didn't even tremble when he felt my spiritual pressure. This is going to be interesting, oh. and to be continued. And just so anybody's following along, that was episode one seventy-three. So we've gone through so much. Yeah. So that um, I would say we're obviously not in the halfway point of the fillers because I think there uh, is. It was like. I I would say, so we did about the first six, and I would say there's probably nine more episodes left. Wow. But I'm pretty sure they don't ever leave the Soul Society again. So we are in the Soul Society. We're good to go. And the two storylines, I think, start converging. That's what I was going to ask. Okay. So I think that's why they're setting it up, and I did spoil it for myself. So uh, there is uh, they will start convening soon. Like, all of it is just all setting up. They don't spend much time on the new captain, which I thought was weird. They oh. spend much more time on the, assassin the, the three girls, which I suppose is the main thing because they're trying to take over the noble family. Mm. But uh, you know, it's weird that they like yeah. Here's two episodes on Captain Amagai. We're gonna go four episodes with each go, and everybody else. I guess that's what everybody likes. I don't fucking know. Cool. That that's honestly, Izuru's bores the shit out of me. So yeah, he's not that. Great. He's really not interesting. It's like I, he's just like a nervous emo character. Like I don't care. Yeah, but a lot of kids identified with him. Hello. Yeah. Did you not see a sick ass emo over? Yeah.
2: yeah. I suppose. You know the the everything's the just so heavy <laughs> with him. You know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe that's why his toe makes <laughs> things. Yeah. Heavy. Was, I'm also calling bullshit on his fight where he pulls. He pulled
1: Wabi'ske out, right? He. So so he pulled Wabi'ske out and he blocked twice. Yeah, that thing so should be impossible. That, right. Yeah. So like that should be like pretty heavy. Like well, it times does it, it ha- only count when twice. he's
3: uh slashing or is it just when it anything? Continues? I don't know.
1: I don't know. That's a great question because maybe it was doubling the weight and he was just so strong that's why when he threw it it cracked the sword a little bit. He's like, "Oh, oh I made it heavier and he just threw it into my sword." His only weakness <laughs> a guy
3: that can So pick like if Izuru was heavy.
1: fighting Kimpachi, like Kimpachi's really strong. He would double the weight in Kapachi's sword. It's like, oh, a very thin sword. He's like, I'm yeah. still just going to swing it around. and It is really yeah, heavy Yeah, Kapachi you know. won't give a fuck. He'll be like, oh, it's look. you like, really only give me a buff. It's yeah, like, he's just yeah. got a gust
2: of wind every <laughs> yeah. time he swings. He's like, now my sword
3: is fucking heavy <laughs> as shit. He'll just throw it and cause an earthquake. Yeah. yeah.
2: You didn't think about that fucking, no, that's bullshit. I would be so pissed if I was fighting. Like, he yeah. could be
1: like, you know, it's like, okay, we're about to go into a fight. Okay, here, hit my sword about three times and make it really heavy. And was like was three, Or hit this rock. Like, yeah. Oh. Let, me, let me pick it up and chuck it. Yeah, he's that a character
2: when they do like the fucking tag team toss at something mm-hmm. where they're like, "Oh, we're gonna do a combo attack," and he's just the like the last guy to yeah. tap the rock. Yeah, ding 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 if ding. If only ding. he could like
1: delay it for a second you know where it's like yeah. okay, oh, hit it I'm going to start spinning it around and then chuck it and then you activate it mid go no
2: he's they just got to throw it and then he's got a sonido next to it and tap it like 32 fucking times so like, while it comes
1: through and hits he's got to get it right to the precipice we could,
2: we could be like oh hey let me grab this and
3: throw it yes. at Josh Yeah
1: 70 times and then it cuts my head off
2: <laughs>
3: I don't like that
1: he needs to, he, <laughs> so he needs to get it right to the precipice where you can still throw it well enough and then as it's going he'll hit it one more time he's Like he'll give it the final smack and, and, like, send it flying.
2: Now I'm curious, uh, how does the
1: velocity work? Because this is getting to portals mm-hmm. for me uh-huh. now. Because, uh-huh. like, if uh-huh. you hit uh-huh, it and portals. it gets heavier, yeah.
2: its trajectory is going to go down now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you'd have
1: to throw it as hard as... You'd have to plan for the added weight as you're going. Yeah, so, like, at mm-hmm. the last If your second, doesn't matter. Pitched. That's why I'm saying he needs to be able to flick it on. Yeah, that's... Yeah. The... We
2: could just say it's pretty useless to do what we're trying to do, and he should just <laughs> full-on <laughs> fight.
1: Okay, well, what if he gets something up really high, and then he hits it a bunch of times? Who
2: is there a Soul Reaper that can summon a meteor? I'm feeling you walk could probably summon a meteor. Well,
1: yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Captain but King he's Manor
3: can Summon a giant fireball, probably. But I need to. He you can't, can't really it. hit a
1: fireball, though. i yeah. I, I, w- I would draw the line on that, Jose. Okay, come um, on. Let's um, think. Um, Wily Coyote. Okay, you get Wily Coyote. Wily coyote. Hey, coyote. Yeah, yeah. He bonkies for I'm you. I'm following. I'm. <laughs> I'm not leading this one. <laughs> <He> put, <laughs> this, this is what we do. He puts a rocket. Oh, up okay. There, okay. We get
3: Kamamaru to pick up some rocks. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, oh, then, and then yes, chuck some with his giant yes. guy. Yes. Okay. We're in
1: business now. I like now. this. He's the catapult. Mm-hmm.
2: Or or because he's also a useless bonkai, we just hit his bonkai a bunch of times. He gets so heavy, he's down a fucking. Or seat right
1: or now. we tie Izuru to the rock, <laughs> and. <laughs> Then he's like, launch me. You throw both of them, and as he's going, he's just hitting it the whole time. Because we're getting rid of a bad character. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what if, you know, when Izuru goes up to the Soul Palace, he hits the ground a lot. Oh, and he makes, down. It, he makes he's, it come down. You guys
2: are, oh, I love it. <laughs> there could be some, like, high society jokes. He's <laughs> like, you guys are too high above us. <laughs> you got you to look at us. I wonder
1: what us.
3: his Bankai would be.
1: I don't think I don't think he has one. one. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that, like that's a
3: but if novel he did, thing, we're gonna get he'd, he'd get a place. gravity one.
2: How, yeah, but not everybody's shikai is exactly like their bankai. It's yeah, you're, like right, I, you're, you're
3: right. You're like right. It has no bearing. Yeah. Like yeah. we really, it's it's not because du- Renji's is completely different. Yeah. yeah. Well, except I, for the one we have now.
1: So after this, we go back to. I think we pick up with. Do we go right back to the Grimjo? The end I, of the Yeah, fight? we see the end well, of the Grimjo, Grimjo, Grimjo fight, and then well, like, there's the stuff that happens in the same exact spot in the Grimjo yeah. fight. So, is so, it Noitra? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He immediately comes in. Noyatora, I believe. I believe. Noyotora, yeah, yeah
2: So wait, Okiora doesn't show up for a while. Right? Yeah, for yeah, for a while. For a while. I
3: because it's all right there. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. The same fucking spot. Ichigo manages to supersign it, where it's like every time he fights. Yeah, but he he gets they fight stronger. on the roof, right? Okira and Ichigo well, he, fight on the roof. They
2: fight, and then he's like. Pume, yeah. We got to go up here because yeah. uh, the boss man don't like this <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. And
3: then
1: he's like, no one's seen this before. So yeah. hell. Yeah. Fuck. Yes. Yeah, so that'll be good once we get back into it. But, I mean, I think there's more fillers coming up. I really do think there's more. What, what I haven't you, looked. I do
3: feel like there is more. Like, we'll get through the the Noitora stuff and then Because I think
1: they were riding by the edge of their seats. Like, when they were doing the anime, like, they were cutting real close to the yeah. Anime. What's the
2: purpose? Of, oh, because they just want to keep the content so going So, back up, that's in the right. day, yeah. They, I yeah, feel they, like they, 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 they just, wanted to
1: keep it going rather than stopping. Where I feel like now it's much more uh, approved yeah. to stop because like don't make a lesser project yeah you know like just keep it all good all the way through and don't make shit middle parts because then it's not going to sell it's like 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 a lot of the bleach sets have like a bunch of filler and it's like i don't want it
2: yeah that's true like
1: think of all the stuff that comes after i bet you the first three volumes or like the collections of the blu-ray or dvd they both contain the same amount of episodes sell way better than three through six because i believe that yeah
3: i totally believe that I oh.
1: guarantee that the sales drop off on the fourth volume compared to the third volume, that's because I think sad. that's a fair comparison because you're already way into it at that point. Yeah, yep. Cause obviously the first one's going to have the most sales probably because it's the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would say the third volume compared to the fourth volume. And I'm talking a DVD, Blu-ray sells way better. The third one than the fourth one, which yeah, you would see the decrease
2: sense. already cause it's mm-hmm. going down, but yeah, it would be like a I fucking guarantee. Plateau the, drop. Yeah that's sad dude that's really sad and I
1: think they kind of fuck it where they con- uh, on the DVD because I had, used to have the first three I think mm. uh, they make it so like oh uh, here's all the Soul Society arc but the like the last disc is like also the start of this one so then uh, I guarantee they also do where like hey the Bound arc ended but the f- two first discs of the now uh, you know Invasion arc is on that one so you need to buy the last part of the Bound right. arc to get that God. I guarantee that's how they do it
2: that's stupid. Did you did you read Bleach from start to finish? Or did no. you just uh, no. once the we caught like,
1: up? I didn't read Bleach from Start to Finish. The only thing I know off the top of my head, um, that's different from the anime from when we first started reading it, is that you get to see that Grand Fisher survived almost immediately in the manga. Like,
2: oh okay. Like
1: you get to see that he gets like an upgrade like instantly. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. You get to see, because it's I think it was shown in the anime as well, the part where he's on the surgery table and, like, someone is doing, like, surgery on Grand Fisher. Yeah, something like you that. You see that part in the manga right after, like, he leaves. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah.
2: Who's supposed to be doing surgery on him? Because um, he becomes in a wrong car, right? Yeah, yeah. So it has to be, like, to Isaac, be like, I don't know,
1: but I did see that uh, D-Roy, you know, the guy we were memeing yeah. on, he's there in that, in that scene. So Droy. No way. Yeah, so let's talk about actually. Let's talk about what we talked about last time because we were a confused about the villain. We were confused about what happened to those guys. They, they, all of those guys that were in that scene are the guys who showed up with Grimjo the first time yeah. at Harkirat. Yeah, and Droy is there. So you need to tell there? me that. he's yeah, he, there. He is there. We yeah.
2: memed. We didn't know. You D- could. No one could remember. D-Roy D-Roy being is there. the
1: guy who got immediately want by Rukia. Yep. Because well, that, let's be real. She said, uh, and like when he died, everyone was like, "Oh, well, he was incomplete." Because uh, he got a fucking bite taken out of him. Yeah, that's what. Grimjoy be real. Eisen could have fixed that. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, but I mean, it's Aizen. He, well, he should he be
2: able to do whatever he wants. In, yeah. so there's, there's no like, holy bro I, I don't understand. Like That's just disrespectful. My
1: boy d fucking needs he got more fucked. respect. Justice yeah, yeah, yeah. for D-Roy. Justice. <laughs> chat for D-Roy. Oh. He got disrespected. If you made it this that's far, Epson chat. It's like a dumbass you got bit before becoming an Roncar. We're not going to leave it like that too. But
2: they revealed D-Roy that fucking early on? Yeah. Wow, okay. So no, no no I don't believe that I, I do I have to but legally in my mind so, this God. is bullshit because there was never that much pre thought I'm just saying I, I, I don't know I, man. that's
1: that's how it
3: was
2: I might have just, just <laughs> recycled the it's character a... mm. Oh yeah they're like hey remember that guy we Because We're make I think in, in the
1: scene where Fisher is getting worked on he the scene is like it's a giant hole he's in and they're like he's like on a surgery table down there and there's two shadows up top like watching it and one of those shadows is D Roy like walking away
2: Oh, okay. So, so it has to be like Zaya Leparo was the one fixing him then. Cause then it's, don't know.
1: I mean, do <laughs> 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 It could be like another Roncar doing the, the mask removal process. Oh, yeah, you know. So I, I don't know, but I thought that was interesting. So. That's
2: pretty cool. Or it could yeah. just be Aizen chilling down there. because yeah, like could pre, be. It's pre him leaving Soul Society. So it could be just like, oh, I'm working on this guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, in that's, private. that's true. Maybe. You would have to find a time to dip out, but I am sure he's Aizen. I'm sure he's he Aizen. Yeah. But. Which you, he should be able to fix the fucking hole in his mask. So. But, you know.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: you do what you can.
1: Poor D-Roy. He, he just got <laughs> wrecked. dude. Got <laughs> destroyed. <laughs> destroyed.
2: That's sad. Let's end it on that note. Okay. Though. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: thanks for watching. That's been Bleach Boys 14. Be sure to leave a like and subscribe on the video. If you're watching on YouTube, we appreciate that. If you're watching anywhere else, be sure to leave us rating. And I don't know what else you do on all the other platforms. We should probably for, look into that. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening or watching. We appreciate it. We'll see you every Saturday for a new episode. And uh, hopefully we'll finish the fillers next time so we can move on. Oh, god. then, see you next time. Have a good one.